And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, August 5th. I am finally home. If you watched our video on the channel yesterday, you know that I'm home because we recorded that late last night after I got back. Um, we talked about Peyton Pritchard cooking Jalen Brunson. So if you want to see our thoughts on that clip that went, I don't think it went like viral, but people on Celtics Twitter were talking about it because there's nothing else to talk about. But you can go check out that video. We do actually have some Celtic stuff to talk about today, even though it is August 5th and uh there's there's not much going on, but we can start off with Blake Griffin, a uh, mm. friend of the podcast. Bobby Manning wrote about the potential uh, for a Blake Griffin reunion. It's something we've talked about at times on the show uh, because and I wrote about him writing out about there. It. Yeah, aggregation. That's fine. It's my friend. Uh, Bobby Manning wrote. My mind then goes to Blake Griffin. I've heard the door remains open for his return, despite the distance from family and his home on the West Coast. Given that he mulled his options until October last year, it's worth assuming he'll follow a similarly deliberative process this summer. And his veteran status allows the team to sign him for a second year salary on the cap sheet. Two million, two million this year, excuse me, actually less than Champagny would have made. Any other veteran with over 10 years of NBA experience would qualify for the same cap discount. Uh, and as Sam is filling in the sheet, as I'm reading, he was at the Tatum golf tourney uh, in St. Louis. Just something else to note. And the well, St. actually, the, the big story of that is the police department of St. Yeah. Louis posts a picture of Blake Griffin standing with, I think, officers. And it was like uh, local hero Jason Tatum hosts golf tournament. And it's just a picture of Blake Griffin. Yeah. Not uh, not exactly in tune with what NBA players look like there in St. Louis, I guess. Uh, but hopefully they don't get a team because that would be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, maybe that'll uh, factor into it. Like they'll get an expansion team, and then Celtics fans will just tweet that screen cap at Tatum. True. Like, repeatedly. Tatum gets mad at his hometown. If you're listening instead. to this, just make sure you go find it and save it in case the day comes and you need to offload the clip. This is true. But Blake Griffin. We've talked about it. I'd love Blake Griffin back in a, in a Celtics uniform. Not only was he a vibes guy, he actually played like okay minutes when the Celtics needed him to. He had a big game against Philly late in the year. Uh, he was a hustle guy. He was diving on the floor all the time, which the Celtics need now more than ever, I suppose. Um, I'd love him back on the roster. Now that they've cleared Champagne, they have room to sign two players to standard deals, also have an open two-way contract. It just kind of seems like a no-brainer to me to, for the Celtics uh, to sign Blake Griffin, at least on their end. Obviously, Blake has his own things to figure out, like Bobby talked about, you know, the, the distance from his family, et cetera, et cetera. So if you'd rather sign with the team on the West Coast or just – he could retire. Like, realistically, he doesn't need to play anymore. He, yeah, he's good. He's had a career, so. play. Um, but I, I'd like him back in Boston if that's what he uh, decides he wants to do. Yeah, I would very much like Blake Griffin back on the team. It's no secret. The two of us have chatted about it many times this summer as we put out videos for you guys every single day. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, promo code HBTC on SeatGeek. Little plug. But Blake Griffin rules. That's plain and simple. He's great. Uh, back in February, Jay King wrote a piece detailing how much he rules for the athletic. He interviewed players on the team to talk about it. And I use this quote when I rewrote this story. He has just the best personal relationships with every person on the team from Luke Cornette. And I think that's something that really stands out. The ability to just care and reach out to everyone in some way and also respect everyone is another big part of it. It's hard to explain, but top to bottom, he just reaches out to everybody. And then when you're in groups, because he knows everyone well, he's perfect at bringing people together. So that very last part about bringing people together is important as the Celtics push to try and win a championship after essentially seeing the season light on fire last year. 
at the end. Yeah, Blake Griffin was a part of the team, and he was at the end of the bench, and he wasn't able to prevent the collapse in the conference finals. And I guess the playoffs as a whole, they just weren't really great. Um, but it's great to have him back. He clearly gets along with these guys on the team. Luke Cornett's quote says that his presence at Tatum's golf thing says that he's golfed with Tatum before this summer. Those two seem to very, be very close at the very least. And like you said, when he actually gets in these games, he is worth putting on the floor. He's not going to give you solid minutes every single night if you played him 82 games, but he had to start for the Celtics in 16 games this year because Horford was resting back-to-backs. Rob was out in and out of the lineup. And in those starts, 8.1 points, 5.3 rebounds, just under two assists, played about 20 minutes each night. And he was efficient, made 52% of his shots, 38.8 from deep, pretty good stats from a guy that's 34 years old at the end of your bench. Yeah, he's good. I, I mean, he like you said, he's not he's not good enough to be a regular everyday player, but he is the fill in when you need like anytime Rob wasn't playing or Horford wasn't playing or both the bigs were out like he would start like they'd just go right to Blake yes. and he'd play X amount of minutes off the bench for the Celtics at the center position he played 14 minutes a night in 41 games for the Celtics average four and four but like you said the splits were fine he, he just seems like a guy who can come in and, and give you something and that's not even the reason you sign him that's like a bonus you sign him to be the vibes guy on the bench you sign him to put on Jalen Brown's mask and joke around you sign him to mess with Fiondu Kevin Gale and, and mock him for missing a shot you sign him to lead the bus one voice you sign him for the vibes that's what Blake Griffin is maybe for maybe a dunk just one maybe a just dunk, one dunk just a couple you know give, give him some give the people something but seriously Blake uh, Griffin's yeah. awesome there's no he's reason great. the Celtics shouldn't give him one of the final two spots. Not they got rid of Champagne. Mm-hmm. He's just great. Everybody on the team seemed to like him, and he plays hard, mm-hmm. which yeah. is all and you I can was, ask, really. And I was skeptical last year when they signed him. I was like, "Why? What's the point of this?" But he he turned out to be uh, really good, really good for the Celtics team in terms of uh, off the court vibes and even on the court play, which surprised me. Uh, so I was happy. I was happy the way it worked out, and I'd love to see if the Celtics could bring him back and, and run it back with Blake Griffin. But uh, the next thing we have is a little bit old, technically, but it hasn't really surfaced as a topic of conversation um, till recently. A few weeks ago on the podcast, or maybe a couple weeks ago at this point, we reacted to a clip of Jason Tatum at a Gatorade event talking about how he has not been in contact with Damian Lillard, all that stuff. Mm. This clip is from that same event, but it has oh. come back up in the conversations. It's it, He's okay. talking about something different, but it's another question he was asked on the red carpet. Jason Tatum was asked, who is the next face of the NBA? Basically, who's the face? That very basic question. <laughs> I uh, and just, he responded I'm sorry. With, I just opened the doc. And I forgot we had Blake Griffin first. And I just saw the first part of that Manning thing. My mind goes to Blake Griffin. That's what I thought Tatum said about the next phase of the NBA. No, <laughs> no, no. Blake Griffin is, is past that point. But Jason Tatum, when asked about the face of the NBA, said uh, there's so many talented guys, young guys in the league. He talked about Embiid, talked about Jokic, Giannis. They're still kind of young. Uh, then he goes, you got guys like me, Luca, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, younger than those guys. The league is in great hands. So many talented guys. Um, it's good. I mean, I, I think it's true. Do you who do you think the face of the league is right now, Sam? Because obviously for years and years it was LeBron. You could still technically make the argument it's LeBron, and, and you could hesitate at that because from our perspective, he's not he's not the best player in the league anymore. But if you ask anybody around like the United States who doesn't necessarily keep up with basketball, or even around the world who doesn't keep up with basketball on a regular basis, they'll still look at LeBron as like, oh, it's LeBron, right? He's the guy. Um, maybe you argue Steph Curry 
from our perspective, or I think Steph's probably there. That's my answer. For the general public, about him, so maybe it's not the right answer because I was going to be like, "Yeah, it's still LeBron," because it probably is. Like everybody still knows LeBron. Yeah, he's very popular. Tons and tons of followers online. Uh, Curry, another one. He's everywhere. He's in these golf tournaments. Everybody knows how to shoot because of him. They all want to shoot Everyone threes. Knows Curry. Everybody knows Steph. So those two guys jump off the page at me. My initial answer would have been Giannis. I was like, he has to be next, right? Like he rules. Won a championship already. He's exciting to watch. Like he does dunks. He's a pretty good team player. Like he does everything. Same with Jokic, but he's just not as like exhilarating to watch. Like he's not doing stuff that makes you like, oh my God, does that guy really just reach up and dunk like that? Like he does crazy stuff that like the common man could do. So maybe it's him. Maybe it's like, not as easily guys like you and me though. can see Jokic. Be like, I can do that. It's not as easily appreciated though, because I feel like for the general public, you see LeBron do a really cool dunk. You see Steph make a million threes and you're like, I definitely can't do that. You see like Jokic, you couldn't do what Jokic does, but maybe in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh, that's cool. But like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a false sense of uh misunderstanding of how crazy good Jokic actually is. My question is, how do you determine the Vesa league? Because you look at a guy like LeBron James, obviously it was the popularity when he came in, then he made the finals and then he won two finals and then he won one another then he won you know what i'm saying steph curry won a finals lost one one two in a row wait a couple years won another one is there going to be a player in the next two decades to win four plus rings and that's not a knock on tatum and how good tatum is that's not a knock on Giannis. but there is Giannis on a team there is tatum on a team there is Luca on his own team. There is Jokic on his own. Like, there are, this is not the Warriors and the Cavs where there are clearly two teams that are better than the rest. There are four, five, six plus teams with generational superstars on them. And B, the Sixers, as much as you want to joke about it, like, he's a generational talent. There are so many players, MVP caliber, very clearly capable of leading a team to the NBA Finals and beyond. Is it going to be, okay, yeah, this is the face of the league or that's the face of the league because of how many potential options there are? And at that point, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I don't know if you're going to see a a stereotypical LeBron-esque face of the NBA for a while because of just how many guys there are. Well, I'll put it like this. If you go back in every decade, right, you can even do this one if you want to count Steph. There has been a guy that's won a championship, and that's been somebody that's won four championships. Steph wins in 2022. That's number four. You go back in the 2010s, LeBron gets, and even in 2020, I guess you can count that, but he's won repeatedly. 2000s, Kobe. Before that, Jordan. 80s, Magic. 70s, there isn't anybody. But 60s, obviously, Celtics won literally every year, except for two. But there seems to always be players that are able to continuously get to the top and stay there. And I think that is truly what defines the face of the league. Because if you go back, every player that was listed was a face of the league. Magic was the guy alongside Bird because they had a back and forth and there was a whole race thing where, you know, people of each race kind of felt connected to those guys and it helped popularize the NBA where people felt real connections to these players in that era. Jordan just ruled, so everybody loved him. Kobe was a a grind guy. He was exciting. LeBron, since the time he was drafted, was posted up to be 
the next great player and lived up to it. Curry kind of has like, I don't want to say the everyman story, but he wasn't, he didn't have those expectations and he just found his footing, changed the whole course of the league and won championships along the way. All of those guys did. I get that, but I'm going to counter you with this. You just went back to what you went back to the seventies or the eighties. 70s, 70s right? is the last time I can't rip off a player that has a bunch of Okay, so we'll we'll start with the 80s then. You start we'll start with the 80s. You look at the first 4 years, right? Lakers, Sixers, Rockets, Celtics, Lakers, Sixers, Lakers, Sixers. Back and forth. Same teams. Same teams. You look at the right. 90s. Blazers, Pistons, Lakers, Bulls, Blazers, Bulls, Suns, Bulls. Same teams. There's the Lakers, the Blazers and and the Pistons and the Bulls, right? Mm. Same teams. You look at the 2000s, Lakers, 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 Spurs, Lakers, Nets, Nets, Sixers, Pacers. There's a little variance in the East, but still same teams. Lakers are there. You look at the 2010s, Lakers, Celtics, Mavericks, Heat, Thunder, Heat, Spurs, Heat, Heat coming out every time. You look at the 2020s, there's only one team out of either conference to go to multiple. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? it's It's the Heat. Right, and it's so fucking Miami. There is a ridiculous. The, the same team hasn't come out of the West more than once in the in, in the yes. 2020s so far, and only one team has done it uh, in the East, and they didn't win either time. So it the, there's like there's more variance already, and we're almost halfway through this 2020 cycle than there there has been in what 40 years. So when I'm looking at the face of the league, I want to say Giannis he won one, but he hasn't made it out of the second round since. I want to say Jokic because he just won one. But before that, he made the Western Conference Finals once. Well, also, Jokic right. doesn't want to be the face of the league. That's the exactly. other half of this. And there's that too. The player has to be marketable. It has to be somebody that the media likes. Even though this spring, the media fell in love with Jokic. Like, they loved that he didn't care. That was the whole narrative. And yeah. the, the thing about him wanting to go see the horses, and then the video comes out of him being more excited about his horses than the championship he actually won with the Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, I think Giannis does have the personality to want to be – the face of the league. He has a sneaker. I believe Jokic has sneakers too. Uh, Luca is another guy we didn't mention. Seems like he's kind of due. And if he can make the finals. I think, <laughs> I think it really depends on where you're asking people to. If you ask people in Europe, you're going to get Luca or Giannis, or I guess Jokic. All these guys are European. Yeah. But people here, like we said, LeBron and Steph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. And <clears throat> Steph has you know, a case. You know who nobody's but... saying? Is uh, Tatum. Well, yeah, well, that's because he was asked the question. And no, I think but, Tatum can do it, but he's, yeah, he's like, start winning. Well, I think the issue with Tatum is he has still Steph and LeBron in front of him for the people in America who are looking for a face of the league, right? If you ask somebody from the United States who the face of the league is, if they're not like a, a hoop head, because like us, like I'll say Giannis is probably closer because I watch basketball, but someone who doesn't watch basketball and just knows about the sport. Like I don't watch baseball. So I'm like, oh yeah, Shohei Otani is probably the face of the league because I just see him everywhere, right? You're still seeing Steph everywhere. You're still seeing LeBron everywhere. And you're slowly well, starting to see. decide that then. Well, yeah, and I, I and I think you'll probably see a boom in Tatum because he is literally all over ad sales and all over NBA advertisements, and he is going to be one of these poster children for the NBA. But I also think they're including Luca, they're including Giannis, they're throwing these guys in there. <clears throat> Outside of Tatum, though, who is the other American face of the league? Like he named Donovan Mitchell, mm. Jalen Brown. I can't really see either of those guys doing it unless, I mean, unless the Cavs like boom and they make the finals and they get really good, which is very possible. Right. And then you could see a Donovan Mitchell. I think John Morant was on track for a second. 
<clears throat> if you want to really talk about the conversation, right? Like if this doesn't happen, John Morant's yeah. absolutely going to be there. Joel Embiid maybe, but he's not like he's he went to well, college. Cameroonians, right? Exactly. But I hope he is. I it's weird. It's that. weird. And and the Warriors the won last year, so you can point to the Warriors. But Steph's already what 34, 35? Like he's 35. not gonna be in the league for much longer. So I don't know if there's going to be a traditional face of the league for the next decade. I think you might see another thing in this, like the seventies where it's just a lot of teams are really good and there's no standout guys. And it's not because none of them are capable of being standout guys. Like you put, it's, it's kind of like, um, I saw a tier list and I know you don't love football, but it's like, I think it was Nick Wright doing like a, a pyramids of football. And they're mm. like, you know, uh, Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence have the potential to be Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, but Patrick Mahomes is just like a, a demigod and he's just better than he's everybody. different. Yeah. <clears throat> There's no Patrick Mahomes. The NBA doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes. They have a lot of Joe Burrows. They have a lot of Trevor Lawrence's. They have a lot of like S tier, phenomenal, unbelievable basketball players, but they don't have anybody who's just better than everybody else. Giannis well, I can think beat Tatum on any night. Tatum can beat Giannis on any night. Giannis can beat Jokic on any night. Steph can beat Jokic. You know, like they can all beat each other because they're all elite and they all have good teams around them. And, and like the teams are built well and, and everybody can pop off. Like the Kings were really good last year and, and they almost beat the Warriors, right? Yeah. The Grizzlies were really good last year. And, and if stuff doesn't happen, they could have beaten the Lakers. They still put up a fight, right? Like there's so many teams that are good. That I don't know if you're going. If if LeBron won a title this year, he's back to the face of the league at 38 years old, right? There, there's just so much going on. And there's so much talent that I don't know if it's possible to identify a face of the league. I think if you're picking out somebody to be a Mahomes comparison, it's Steph Curry. I think just the flash and the excitement of all the different things he's doing will change football. This is not a football podcast, but I think you're going to see more people do like crazy stuff like Mahomes, similar to Curry. To, to just answer your question. So eventually there's going to be other guys that come up, but I don't know. It's a good question. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. Success, personality, uh, excitement, like your actual highlights, all yeah. that stuff matters. Definitely. I don't and, know. In your weird. story too. Like we, we just talked about Otani. The reason why everybody knows him, is he a great player? Yeah. But you know why people know him is because he's different. There hasn't been mm -hmm. a player that hits and pitches at a high level since Babe Ruth. Mm -hmm. If he was just one, no one would give a shit. <laughs> they would care a little bit, but like only baseball people. Yeah. And I mean, I, you don't watch baseball, right? I don't I know if you've seen. I, I'm familiar with it. Do you know who Ellie De La Cruz is? Yes. I don't watch baseball and I know who that is because he's marketed because I see him all over Instagram and TikTok and all these things all the time. Right. And I think you can see that for the NBA, but I don't have a good grasp on it because I'm watching all that stuff anyways. And so I'm not seeing like the random picked out highlights okay. that are like pushed the most. Stop watching for a year and then report back. Yeah. Just give up my job for a year. And yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great plan. <clears throat> Sam's hosting the podcast from now on. No, I, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting conversation. No, you're still um, on it. It's just, uh, I just you don't just know what's don't going pay on. Attention. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting conversation seeing what Tatum thought. And obviously it was, it was good discussion, but, um, next thing we have JJ Reddick talked about, um, Jalen Brown's extension. Uh, and he had, I would say probably the best take on it that I've seen of any like media pundit. Um, 
Yeah, it was that's about. It. He said, "There's two questions here, right? Does Jalen Brown deserve to get paid more money than Jokic or Giannis or Steph or LeBron? The answer to that is no. Did the Celtics have to re-sign him or sign him to an extension for the Supermax? The answer to that is yes. They're trying to win a championship. They are best positioned to not allow Jalen Brown to go into free agency. So the answer is yes. Both can be true, right? And he is absolutely right. Both he things right. can be true. Jalen Brown does not deserve to be as paid as much as Jokic or Giannis. He's not as good as them. Contracts but, are but what, subjective. Exactly. You exactly. can't. Until somebody's getting traded, you can't really just be like, is this guy worth this amount of money? Well, to this team, yes. To the Celtics, he absolutely is worth one of the max slots, super max slots, whatever. Because he's been a pillar of the team's success for the last, essentially, seven seasons since he came to the league. But more recently, he's been heavily involved in the team's success. After Kemba Walker fizzled out, it's been him and Tatum. And he's had to help shoulder that burden. And he's made two all-star appearances. He's had the best years of his career when he's had the opportunity. The Eastern Conference Finals is just really burned into people's brains. And I get it. Like, it was bad. You're allowed to be upset about it. But if you're a Celtics fan, you shouldn't be upset about this. There literally is nothing else they could do with this money. They end up getting bird rights on Brown so they can pay him whatever. You can't yeah. just throw this money at somebody else unless you do it via trade with the Brown contract, which you can now do if it comes to that. And hopefully it doesn't, mm -hmm. because if it doesn't, that means things are going well here. Right. If they have to trade yeah. Brown, something went wrong. But if, if he doesn't get traded, they might win championships. Right. I agree. And I, I think the point you made about the Eastern Conference finals is what rings true the most for me. And all joking aside. Right. I wrote something about Jalen Brown in December. We've talked about this. Right. Sure did. I criticize it. It's whatever. However. I think knowing and understanding that he is a player that has flaws is why I have been like so defensive of all the people attacking him because like we already knew this like people are surprised that's stupid because we've talked about this I've written about this it's been a thing like th this is not a new thing like people are just finding out now that Jalen Brown struggles with his handle. No, nope. <laughs> That's wrong. It's been a problem for the entirety of the season and seasons past, right? He's just never been a great playmaker. He's never been very great with the ball in his hands, driving to the hoop on a consistent basis. He's great when he gets on the drive because he's super strong and he can finish at the rim. Well, he's a great shot creator in the mid range. Cause he's, his midi is, you know, the best, right? One of the best in the NBA. Yeah. But getting there is a struggle. And so for people to take that, and use it as justification for let's not extend him. Excuse me. <clears throat> it's ridiculous because it's not new. That's who he is. Players are flawed. There's no not flawed player. There's no, you can't name one. There's no player right. in the NBA. That's not flawed. Giannis can't shoot. Jokic isn't a great defender. Steph Curry's small. LeBron James isn't a consistent three point shooter, right? Like find some, you can find some for everyone. If you want to sit here Andy and say, Davis made a glass, uh, Zion, exactly. Fat. Randall sucks. Uh, Oh, this could be a really fun segment. Zach Levine yeah. doesn't contribute to winning. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. Who else is there? Who am I missing? Luca. Luca, fat. Slow. Kind of fat. He's getting there. Tatum uh, doesn't play the most defense. Tatum complains too much. Inconsistent. Uh, inconsistent. Mm -hmm. uh, Grant Williams, not that great. Uh, <laughs> now we're diving into a different Russell topic. Westbrook, <laughs> selfish. The point is, are you going to pay Steph Curry less than the max because he is flawed? No. And that's different from Jalen Brown because of all the good stuff Steph Curry does outweighs the, the negatives by so much he's more championships and he's won titles. But at the same time, even if you pick out a player who hasn't won a title because Luca is slow 
and not the best defender. Are you not going to pay him the max? No, but the difference is he's a better player in Jalen Brown than those all those other facets that it's more easily uh, justifiable because he's that much better and he impacts winning that much. From the Celtics perspective, having Jalen Brown as a two and having all the success you have, are you going to not pay him the Supermax and retain the core that's made how many Eastern Conference Finals together? Five, right? right? Jalen Brown has made Dave. five, four with them together. <clears throat> are you going to not keep that together because he's flawed in a couple areas? No, that'd be foolish. That's just dumb business management. It's so, summer talk. It's frustration boiling over that they haven't won a title yet because it feels like they've been close forever. And it's the cap it felt like. And it's the fact that it is labeled as the largest ever because of the timing. That's true, too. But seriously, dating back to 2018, Tatum's rookie year, they go to the conference finals against Cleveland. Nobody expects them to get that far because Kyrie and Gordon Hayward are injured. Next season, before it even starts, everyone's coming back. Hayward's going to be healthy. Kyrie's back for another season. They're essentially crowned Eastern Conference champions before the season starts. Season long, just collapse, slow collapse, slow burn, painful. What's wrong with this team? Nobody can figure it out. They peter out, losing the second round. Kyrie's gone. Hayward is still there. Horford leaves. Then they make the conference finals the year after. Felt like they should have went to the finals. They were red hot in the playoffs until OG Ananubi makes a crazy, not even crazy, just a three, crushing three to win game three. That series goes seven. They kind of lose their momentum. Then Kemba starts to fall apart. They lose Hayward. They really don't replace him, and the team starts to just not be as deep. Get bounced in the first round against Brooklyn. That's probably the only year since 2018 that you can point to and be like, okay, like they kind of didn't let people down. Even 2022, they didn't have any expectations, but they built expectations as the season went along because they were just so good, and they were so much better than everybody in the second half. And then Rob gets hurt. That's unfortunate, but it still felt like they were there. I'll talk about game four of the finals in 2022 yeah. until I die, where they had a championship and they just let it slip away. And, and then Golden I will State say took advantage of them. I usually just let you complain about the finals because it sucked. And that's just the shtick at this point. At the same time, it also felt like to me at the time and to this point, they were so excited to get to the finals because that was such a big accomplishment oh, for them. It was a cool that- thing. No, 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 but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they were so excited that you could see the difference, right? You could see the Celtics sort of treat the Eastern Conference Finals like their finals, and then once they got there, like, if they face the Mavericks in the finals, I think they win. But since they played a team who was so used to the moment, as much as the Celtics, I mean, Grant Williams said they were the better team. I don't think that's possible if they lost. But as much as the Celtics played like the better team in spots, you could just see the moments when it mattered that the Warriors experience just took over. And, and, facts. and I think that's part of growth. And as much as it sucks and, and they probably should have won with the way they were playing, that's part of growth. And Dwayne Wade talked about it with Jason Tatum. We talked about this in the show. That's part of the progression and getting back there is not easy. And as much as we wish they could have done this past year, it's been I mean, one season since they made the finals, right? Say and, what and you they want should, about have. it being hard, but red carpet rolled out for them this year and they just sucked. <laughs> They did. No, no, no. That, no mistake. That's not excuse. Now, that's now, not excuse. I won't, I won't go close. as far to say if they got there, it would have been an easy win because Denver proved to be better than I think, at least I thought, going into the playoffs. They were, they, I know, they were you were in on them. Very but, good. I mean, Milwaukee loses in the first round. You screw around with Atlanta, and you, you get, like, a game without Embiid, and you could have got, like, two or three maybe. You lose the game where Embiid doesn't play in the second round. Like, they were disappointing throughout the entire playoff run. So I would say... 
that combined with the Eastern Conference Finals, I suppose encapsulating all of that disappointment slash letdown leads people to be like, maybe they shouldn't have paid this guy. Because they associate him, even though the Celtics have had an unreal amount of success, they haven't finished the job. And that's all people know, including us in, in this fan base, because we value championships in Boston. That's just what we all feel. Yeah. But another team, I think we said Philly has five conference finals appearances in 50 years. Like they would kill for this kind of stretch. Yeah. And and I think tying it back together to the Jalen Brown conversation, you don't just give up on that core and that's correct because that's a lot of money to play a second player. Jalen Brown, as much as you, you know, if Jalen Brown was on the heat, they give him the same extension. If he was on any team in the league, they would give him the extension because you don't let talent walk because like, that's just not how the NBA replace it. Yeah. That's not how the NBA works. You don't let talent, you don't let multiple time all-stars and all NBA players walk from your team. That's and, and the only way you can underpay them. Like you look at the Julius Randall one. The only reason he didn't get a max extension was because that's the first time he had ever played at that level. And he was up for the contract extension after one year of being an all-star caliber player. Jalen Brown had been an all-star before. He had been an all-star this year. He was an all-NBA this year. He took a step up from an all-star to an all-NBA. Julius Randle was an okay player who transformed into an all-star in an in, in, in most improved player caliber season. <clears throat> it's different. Different things. You don't, you don't not pay Jalen Brown, as J.J. Redick said. He doesn't deserve to be paid on the same level as Jokic or Giannis, but I'll tell you this. If Jokic or Giannis was up for an extension this year, you'd bet your ass they'd be getting the same one, and that's not because they deserve to be paid the same. That's because it's quite literally just the max you can fucking offer a player because that's how the NBA works, right? You can't. It's it's not like you, you have some random force in the sky so, uh, objectively rank who is the best player, and then they get a percentage of the NBA earnings. That's not, that's not real they life. They do that's, that. Right? That's not how it works. Um, the Celtics were never not going to pay Jalen Brown. The only, m- the biggest question mark for me was, was Jalen Brown going to sign it? Cause does he want the freedom to play elsewhere? And realistically it, in hindsight, like he was never going to give up the payday. I also think we learned a lot about Jalen Brown in the last month. Yes. Where he, he plans to try and make the city a better place with this big contract that he's got instead of just running from the problems that he doesn't like about the city, things he's voiced in press conferences and things that made people here unsure that he would want to be back. He's going to attack them head on and that rules. So good for him. Also good for him. He's in Japan right now and he's just enjoying his, his new contract. Should we show the There's video for the eight, Yeah. Pull it up. The video of uh, Jalen Brown in Japan, just yeah. ripping donuts in some shitbox car. Like the, uh, the like kid in high school that learned how to put a muffler on or a spoiler on the back of a Subaru, the car kid. essentially what Jalen Brown is. Yeah. The car people. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're listening on our audio platforms, you'll listen to the car skirt around, but if you're watching, you drifting, there he goes. She's just ripping donuts. Can you hear Actually, it? He's not the driver. Yeah, he is. He is there. They drive on the other side of Japan. Oh, okay. Okay. Wick, Wick I mean, Grouseback watching this happen after just signing him to $304 million. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, it's – they were never going to not sign Jalen Brown. The only reason we're talking about it is because, like Sam said, it's August, and it's the biggest contract in NBA history, and so it's going to get buzz. So 
there's that. Uh, good, good take by JJ Reddick. I'm glad he said it. Also, shout out JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick liked my tweet the other day or yesterday. Did he? Uh, yeah, he oh. tweeted about golf, and so I responded. Big cat <laughs> ratio JJ Reddick on his own tweet. Really? When? Yeah, that same tweet. He just said, "All you need to break eighty is a pen and a scorecard. You can just yeah. write that you got under eighty. You fake it? No. Yeah. No, but I responded. JJ Reddick said he wants to break eighty. I, I responded. I said, "My brother." shot a 79 for the first time like two weeks ago and i felt like a spectator on tour and he liked it which is crazy that henry can beat jj ready to get around to golf right it's just, and weird. then you uh need to tag and be like please come on the podcast i saw you like my team. yeah you're aware of me <laughs> yeah. i gotta get him on i gotta get him on the show maybe jj ready coming uh no but yeah good take on jalen brown jj we appreciate you all right next thing we have celtics preseason schedule it's not out yet but there have been not even leaks, but like other teams. The Celtics are, are uh, they're letting us have fun, right? They're like, we're going to sprinkle the breadcrumbs or we're going to see if you can solve the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sixers and Hornets have released their schedules and they are playing the Celtics. And so those guys will obviously be on the Celtics schedule. The full Celtics schedule hasn't been released, but pieced together. But right now we have home against the Sixers on October 8th, away against the Sixers on October 11th away against the Hornets on October 19th. And that's what we know so far. Three games released of probably a five game stretch or four games. They usually play four games or five. I can't remember. Uh, four. I think four. Usually four. So I assume it'll be another Hornets game because usually they just go two and two. And so, Actually, no, the Hornets schedule's out, so it can't be another Hornets game. <clears throat> probably the Raptors. Don't they play the Raptors in preseason usually? Why do Raptors I like was speculated upon. Uh, perhaps the Knicks. Maybe I'll bet Brooklyn. on the Raptors. I'll put my money on the Raptors. I think they play the Raptors, and I'll guess on they October. Orlando. They've played I Miami they play... in the preseason before. I bet that they play the, the Raptors. debut, and it ruled. I was like, mm. oh, my God, this guy rules, you know, and then I was I, wrong. I bet they play the Raptors at home on October 15th. That's going to be my prediction. We'll see them. Mm. But uh, preseason doesn't matter to me. If anything, it just gives us content to talk oh, about. Preseason is um, awesome. You like preseason. Why? Because we haven't seen basketball games in four months. Okay. Like the NBA has such a great product that, well, sometimes it has a great product, but we enjoy basketball so much that when there's games that are essentially meaningless and the starters play 20 minutes, like this is the absolute best. I feel good about myself again. And I have a reason to wake up in the morning. Yeah. No, I feel I wasn't in the country last year for it. I was in Ireland, but this year excited. Hopefully they'll have, do you think they'll have another training camp battle thing like they did last year? Or do you think they'll just find somebody? What do you mean? Oh, you mean like where like somebody's competing for the last spot? Yeah. It was like Noah Vonley, Justin Jackson, Jake Lehman, Caboclo. Yeah, no, I, that would be a, I would be for that. Right. Give us some more content and it makes sense. They have two roster spots open. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even though they might want to save it. Yeah, well, they did technically offer offer Sfima Kailu, or that's the rumor at least. So maybe we'll see what happens with the that, streets. But. Say, but yeah, a little bit of preseason stuff uh, is out. Just that we wanted to relay the information. A little over two All months right. away, we're getting there. Almost basketball back. Almost basketball. But stick with us till then, please. Please subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. Uh, and I think one of the last Celtics things we have is FIBA World Cup updates for Horford and Porzingis. Right, those are the two guys we get updates for. So, uh, oh, there is something else after this, but uh, Al Horford's not playing for the Dominican Republic. He was listed on the roster. We talked about it. 
makes sense for him not to play. Maybe it was just a formality. Maybe he's sticking around the team, but he's not going to play in the games, which if you're a Celtics fan, you should be thinking, good, good. Get some rest out, please. Uh, and then <clears throat> Porzingis will not play in the preliminary games, preliminary games, excuse me, for Latvia. In a post-game comment, Latvian head coach Luca Banchi, Luca Bonki, said Bonky. that there would be, Bonki, Luca Bonki said that there would be little playing time for Porzingis in prep games before the World Cup in order to decrease injury risk. But that does also say that he's probably playing in the actual games, which is scary <laughs> for Celtics fans. It's who just scary, but content. <laughs> it's content, but is the content worth a Gallinari risk? That's the argument. <laughs> there, that's, uh, that's, ask that's me in September when it's over. <laughs> ask Vlatko Konchar. Ask, ask him right now. Don't calm it's down pro- a minute. Yeah, it's not very fun. Um, no, but g- good for Horford for getting rest and good for, for Porzingis for resting as much as possible, I suppose. Like, good good for both of them. Yeah, Horford was the one where it was like, at 37 years old, I'm not convinced he needs to do extra. Doesn't doesn't need to be playing in extra games. Especially when he's probably prove. not going to play back-to-backs again. Yeah, you got nothing to prove, Al. Take some rest. Get some rest, yeah. fella. Get some rep, big guy. Come you're, on. you're not going to shock the world, you and Carl Towns. You're not going to be the mm. Dominican Republic team that wins the World Cup. It's just not happening. Chris Duarte, too. Don't forget. LJ Figueroa. Him, too. <laughs> All right, Isn't JJ Bray going to coach them? No, he's coaching in Puerto Rico, I think, for a okay. Puerto Rico club. <clears throat> I think that was the news. But the last thing we have is from Brian Robb of Mass Live. Um, it is something we discussed. Uh, on the podcast last time, or one of the recent podcasts, and it is the debate between Rob and Al for center. Brian Rob of Mass Live again did a mailbag recently, and he's asked this question. Maybe if it was one of you who listened to our podcast, we appreciate you. We're just mm. you know, we're spreading the content around. You know what I'm saying? Having Somebody says, "Hey, do you guys? Hey, Brian, do you think Sam and Jack from How About Them Celtics are idiots? <laughs> do they know ball? Uh, who knows ball? <laughs> we should say like, because." No. We both argued for something different, so let's see who knows ball. Uh, Brown Rub said, that would be my default option, but it's also worth seeing how those pairings look during training camp. Realistically, both Al and Rob will be starting plenty since they will probably rotate taking off back-to-backs like we saw for a good chunk of last season. Wouldn't surprise me to see Porzingis get plenty of maintenance days as well to try try to keep him fresh and healthy. When the trio is at full strength, though, Porzingis slash Rob seems like the most likely to start while Porzingis and Al is the most likely closing group if this team sticks with double bigs. I do think Joe Mazzola will tread carefully with Horford to make sure he's brought in, uh, he's bought in, excuse me, on being a reserve before making such a move since he's a prideful guy. However, at age 37 with the talent ahead of him, it's hard to see him not buying in to increase his longevity. So kind of both of us snowball because we both said similar things. I said, yeah. I think I would rather see Rob start. You noted Al's bench thing and how he's never, you know, ended in the fact that Rob is predicting that Brian Rob, I should say, is predicting that Al will close games. I do think that makes sense um, because I do think Horford could probably be more impactful at the end of games. That being said, I think you kind of have to test the waters and and see what works best. Like you said, during training camp, you just have to see what works best, who flows best on the court. If Al is comfortable coming off the bench, if Rob is better in the starting lineup, I think you just got to monitor it. Um, But those three should probably be in your top six guys in terms of playing time next season, maybe seven, obviously with Brogdon and white and, and the Jays too, but like they're going to be your top seven. So you're going to find minutes for them regardless. It's just about picking their spots and seeing who's effective in the right place. I don't think at the end of the day, it's really going to matter. I just think the best way to maximize your personnel is to bring Rob off the bench because he's just going to give you a punch. I, I just don't see Horford giving you a punch off the bench. Why? Well, I think for, for, for starters, he's going to be stiff. Yeah. His muscles are going to tense up. He's old. I don't know about Go that. Go through the warm-up, and then they sit him down. 
I think I think in the same way Rob can give you a punch with his athleticism and a shot and a block shot, Horford can give you the same with a three pointer. You know what I'm saying? Like he can just yeah, keep, you give like you a ring, ring for that. Well, yeah, but I just think Rob pairs better with Porzingis defensively. I think either way you're you're set. Like I I I am just curious what they end up doing. I don't think it's going to be a make or break thing, which is a good I thing. I we don't have to get into it again. My biggest thing is defensively. I just don't think you're as switchable with Robin or excuse me with Alan Porzingis because they're neither of them are the quickest and Horford's right. lost a step. Al Clearly. Horford is uh, perished in, in the pick and roll. Well, he's, he's no, not the I, same. Player. I watched the clips of it. He, he perished. <clears throat> not the same. Not, not exactly the same, but just another uh, interesting topic that we talked about last week. So good to get extra perspective. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to the NBA. Let me change the brand Turn here real quick to the blue. Uh, and we will start in the NBA with Anthony Davis getting the largest uh, annual extension in NBA history, surpassing Jalen Brown. Uh, Whoa, should we Lakers star Anthony Davis agreed on a three-year 186 max extension through 2028 for a total of 270 million plus uh, through that year. Davis lands the richest annual extension in NBA history. Thoughts, Sam, is, is just discuss. Oh, you already put the thing I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It's interesting. We have somebody in our comments section that is always like ragging on Porzingis and, and saying like he's in too injury prone. So I'm yeah. curious what the thought would be on Anthony Davis getting a massive contract extension where Anthony Davis he, he has not play played. He's not played 60 games since their bubble season in with the title. And he's not played 70 since the 2017, 18 season. Anthony Davis played 56 games this year and people were acting like it was like a big achievement. They were like, okay, like this is not a bad season. Mm -hmm. I think it's because he played in the playoffs. He played really well in the playoffs. No, he did play well in the playoffs and he was impactful and he made other teams wilt when they went into the paint. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. best. Probably the best. Whatever you want to say. He had a great playoffs. Is this really a guy? Let's see. He's 29. So he's not that old. The age thing comes out. 2028, he's going to be how old? He was born in 93. So he's going to be 35. Is he going to be worth $62 million in 2028? Crystal ball? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Which is good for us because the Lakers might rot. I'm not convinced the Lakers are going to be very good after LeBron leaves and retires, whichever comes first. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. In Al Horford's age 35 season, he played in 69 games, and that was him coming off a season of playing 30 games and then resting for the entire year. Anthony Davis has played 69, hasn't played 69 games in almost six seasons. Mm. And he is 29, meaning he hasn't played. He hasn't played. Let me let me double check my years here. Anthony Davis hasn't played in 69 games since he was 24 years old. Do we think Anthony Davis is like a poor diet or something? Seriously, like I, I, there has I to genuinely, be something that makes somebody so injury prone. Maybe it's just he's just longer. I think so it's just the way he's built. His bones yeah. and muscles. I, I think it's just the way he's built, which is unfortunate. And I think you see it a lot with tall players. We just don't think of it as much with Anthony Davis is because he's such a stronger guy. Like he's such a strong guy, right? Because it's because it's when you than- watch him play, he's not reckless. Like he actually moves pretty slow no. and he's just very distinct and, and deliberate in his movements. I think it's I think it's like Chet 
in the sense that tall guys are just injury prone. Yeah. But you don't see it as much in AD because he is so much stronger. And and so like you don't get that visual. Um, I don't blame Anthony Davis for the like the injuries, right? Like it's not his fault. And I think he gets probably picked on for it a little bit too much. And you can argue that he should play through some of them. But at the same time, if we're going to be talking about Jalen Brown not deserving an extension because he doesn't have a left hand and he's not the best playmaker, then we got to talk about it for Anthony Davis because he's literally not on the court. (laughs) Right. Anthony Davis doesn't drink enough milk. Who would you rather pay 60 mil a season at their current age? Jalen. Yep. I agree. And we're going to get Jalen doesn't really have much of a history with injuries, missing significant chunks of times. We're going to get ripped in the comments. There have been so many. Well, Davis has had the more impressive career. He's had more uh, recognition, more awards. He's won a championship. But again, he's going to be 35, making $62 million. When Jalen Brown's contract expires, he will be 31. It's very different. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Who knows what Jalen Brown's resume uh, could look like after this contract, by the way. People have been yelling at us to be or that we're too biased, especially in the Tatum video. I I literally I wanted to respond. The Tatum video when we talked about where he is in the rankings, we're like, oh, is he top five? You know, is he better than this? I thought that was fair. I ripped Tatum all season. Mm -hmm. We bought his shoes out of a bet. We did forget about Steph. We did forget about Steph Curry. Completely forgot Steph. I would put Steph above Tatum for what it's worth. Me too. Me too. But I wanted to respond to the comment and say, you see what the name of the show is, right? Like, of course, there's going to be a little bias. Like, like it is called out in Celtics. I try to be unbiased, but. Did they say who, like, they thought we snubbed? <clears throat> no, they just yelled into the void. <clears throat> Shocker. But Make the argument. <clears throat> that's what I'm Which saying. Of those, it's not Embiid. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because Embiid never beats him. It never happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And uh, I thought we were pretty. Yeah, I don't know. Anthony Davis getting paid as much money as Jalen Brown or more or the same amount or Richard Daniel, whatever. I think it's unfair not to have the same conversations, obviously, for a different reason. But like, even if you want to take injuries out of it, it's not like Anthony Davis is an unflawed player. He's an elite defender, but like he disappears on offense at like every two games. Right. Like he just decides he's not going to do it. You know, yeah. and, and Anthony Davis is <clears throat> kind of a baby. There are flaws to each player, and if you want to include health into it, I'd rather pay Jalen Brown. I don't think Jalen Brown is a better player than Anthony Davis, especially when they're both healthy. But if I'm paying that much money, I want my player to be on the court. Hmm. So, better or worse, Kristaps Porzingis two-year, sixty million extension, or Davis than Anthony Davis sixty, uh, hundred eighty-one million, or whatever the hell it is. Would you rather pay Kristaps thirty a season or Davis sixty a season? I'd still probably rather have Anthony Davis just because I do think he's probably that much better. And because Porzingis yeah, is but the Kristaps a... one only runs through uh, 2025. Oh, you're talking about the entirety of the rest of their contracts. Cause Anthony Davis yeah. extension doesn't kick in for a couple seasons. Oh yeah. No, um, no, no. Davis's extension is it's going to rob them. So maybe they'll get Dame too, and they can just pay them to sit there. Well, LeBron's going to be gone eventually too. But before oh, LeBron Davis's won't be there in 2028. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, if I'm, it's like it's like JJ Reddick said, you have to do it, right? You you can't just let Anthony Davis go. Do you? you know what I'm saying. When does his contract expire? When he would have been a free agent? What this upcoming summer? Let me take a look. Lakers payroll. Anthony Davis would have been, been yes, because he has a player option in the twenty four twenty five, in which he's not going to decline, or okay. which he won't accept. I mean, he'll want to get paid. So yes, yeah, you sort of do have to do it. It just feels soon. <laughs> It's a lot, and it's a lot of money, but 
Get mad at some, us in the comments. I'd rather have Jalen's extension than Davis's. And in two years when he's playing 30 games in a, uh, the season, you'll understand why. But uh, we had to talk about it. I thought it was interesting, especially when you compare it to Jalen. Well, you have to remember, they had to do it because Anthony Davis's dad would have badmouthed the Lakers. Also true. My son got Anthony injured Davis and they didn't pay him. Mm-hmm. Everyone got really mad. Everyone got really mad. But yeah. The next, uh, the next thing we have, Harry Giles is working out um, – for NBA teams, and you might say, Jack, why do you care? Because he's been connected to the Celtics, and, and Tatum's best buddy through through no rumors, just the fact that he's best friends with Tatum, and Tatum basically created a rule in the CBA so he could have a two way contract. <clears throat> and uh, he has worked out for the Warriors and the Magic, I believe. Yeah, this is from Ian Begley of SNY. Uh, Harry Giles worked out for the Magic recently, and will work out for the Warriors next week. Giles will also work out for the Nets tomorrow, and the Knicks saw Giles work out in Las Vegas earlier in the off season. So. It looks like he's probably on track to get a two-way deal. <clears throat> I'm like fine if it's with the Celtics, but I don't really care. I, I don't know. It's just whatever to me. Yeah, it's fine. I'd be no interested thought. to see where he ends up. Maybe the Celtics take a flyer. Do they really need him? Is he versatile enough to be a big and somewhat of a wing? I don't think so. Is he your big off the bench next to Cornette? Like as a two-way guy, to take a chance on? I don't know. It keeps it's fine. Happy. It's fine. I just saw it as news and knew the Tatum connection was there, so I thought I'd throw it on here. Um, that was quick. Next one we have is an article from is this Zach Buckley who wrote this one? I think That's Zach Buckley Bleacher Report. A staple on the show now. This is young stars that need a trade. Um, and I believe this is twenty three and below. There was some cap, and I can't remember. It's 23, 24, 25, whatever. But Zach Buckley listed off five players that he thinks should be traded or that need a trade for their team. And it was Lamella Ball, Scotty Barnes, Luka Doncic, Anthony Edwards, Zion Williamson. I agree with three out of the four, or three out of the five, I should say. What about you? And we'll then we'll discuss. Need a trade in what sense? Like say the it again? player would benefit from the trade or <clears throat> Team would benefit. Let me like team let me look on from them. I think the player would benefit is what he was arguing. I guess, but I don't think any team is trading a guy that's younger than twenty three years old unless it's Zion and he can't get on the court. I think he's just arguing these players would benefit from not being in their current situation, and right. they could. I'm sure, yeah, like Lamelo would be really cool if he was uh, on a team with players he could pass to. Right. I think that's the point. The way he introed it, I'll read it. Let me read the intro so there's context. Okay. Nothing captures the excitement of the NBA fans quite like an under-25 star, given their age, ability, and upward trajectory. The possibilities feel endless. That's how it should feel, at least, with the following five players, though. Frustration might oh. be the most defining emotion of their young careers. Whether they're surrounded by ill-fitting teammates, stranded on a stagnating squad, or simply in need of a fresh start elsewhere, all five could use a relocation to get some initial excitement back. So that's how he intros it. And to that I say, I think Luke is fine. Luca just made the Western Conference Agreed. Finals last year, and he's and they good had enough him help. They had a great <laughs> offseason. They got him help. I think Anthony Edwards is probably fine too. It's a little bit of a mess with the picks with and Gobert, but I I think he's good enough, and I think there is enough talent that they could find a way to make it work. Well, I also think You're- this is time. This is time for Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is getting a lot of press. People love Anthony Edwards, rightfully so. He seems to have the right mentality. He could be another star. I think he's he could going be to bust your ass. Way. He's going to go out there and he's going to give you everything he has. And I think people respect it. So he has a team that is not complete crap around him. Like that team's okay. Carl Towns is okay. Rudy Gobert is okay. He's a role player, but he's okay. He should he be making mm-hmm. that much money? No. 
He should. But he's a good defender and he can do stuff, whatever. They have he, made a three. he has players on that team where he should be able to compete. So this is like a big prove it year for Anthony Edwards to me. I don't think there's any reason for him to need a trade. I think he's in a perfect situation where they're not the perfect situation. He's in a good situation where he's able to be the guy and he also has a supporting cast that is respectable. Yes. Zion, I think both sides could benefit from a split. And you can say it's Zion's fault. You can say it's the health. You can say it's whatever. It's, it's Zion's just, fault. Sure, They've that's done fine. a good that's job with the roster. Sure, yeah, the roster is fine. But I just think it's clear that Zion is incapable of getting himself healthy. And at the same time, we heard the reports of they didn't want to play him through certain things when he wanted to play. It just seems like the relationship is dead. And so I understand why he's on this list. He makes sense. Do we know which NBA city has the healthiest food? Uh, It's definitely not New Orleans. I can't imagine they have much great stuff in Utah. I can't. I just can't imagine they have much great. Like California, like Sacramento. Maybe. Right. Mm, California. They got in and out. Their avocados. And they're going to get in and out, though. They do have in and out. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Portland? I don't know what's in Portland. Portland maybe. Probably Can't say Detroit. Little Caesars. He'd go to town. <clears throat> this uh, is true. I think Utah. What does Utah have? Tell me. You know I mean, saying? they probably got it. Let's see. Are there in and outs you, in Utah? You stick him in Milwaukee? You stick him in Milwaukee? Have him load up No, they cheese? got cheese up there. <clears throat> yeah. Minnesota? What's in Minnesota? What's he eating that? Uh, snow? Eat snow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you looking up healthiest cities in America? They do have an in and out in Utah, multiple Utah locations, actually. Uh, healthiest food cities in the USA. <clears throat> Miami. Okay, Uh-oh. he definitely could benefit from going to Miami. <laughs> and we've talked about it on the show before. I'm not convinced Zion would want to go to Miami. Because no, they would bully the, the hell out of Zion and make him get with, into shape. <laughs> with 153 healthy eating establishments in total, Miami is far and away the best location for healthy foodies. Man, Go ahead. Imagine Zion Set on him the heat. He'd be good. They'd With body fat tests and everything. Yep. That would be the best thing there. for his career, man. Mm-hmm. Would you trade if you're um, New Orleans? Would you take the Dame package for Zion? No. As currently constructed, why? You mean Miami's package? Yeah. Tyler Hero. Jokic. The package sucks. Jokic, I mean, it's not great. But would you rather have that or Zion? Zion, at least there's like I think there's just more upside. Like I love to crap on Zion, but also like, he's actually able to be out there. He kind of rules. For what it's worth, also on this list, Las Vegas. So maybe just stick him on the extent uh, expansion team. Just make him sit out. And uh Atlanta up there too. <clears throat> Which whatever. But uh the three guys on this list, excuse me, Zion, I think could benefit. And then LaMelo and Scotty. Get him out. Just let's call a spade a spade. Get I him think out. Scotty I, Barnes sorry. is the clown with the military men in this list. Like I, I don't so. really think he fits with these guys. He's like a third or fourth guy at best right now. Right now. Right. But now. is that is that a product of his talent or the situation he's been put in where Toronto is just deciding to bang their head against a wall and try to compete with the roster? Well, I think if he's just, like supremely talented, it would shine, not in the sense that they would win a bunch of games, but Okay, I only disagree, the and then he took like a step back. He had a disappointing I, season. I only disagree because I think the coaching style of Nick Nurse, he was they're just doing what like it's Tom Thibodeau asking, right? They're just doing whatever they care to win. Fuck development, I guess. Let's just win. I don't yeah, know. We'll I, I just think this will be a year for that. We'll see. I just think Toronto is stupid in the way they approach their. Yeah, the way Toronto they does look very stupid. Uh, 
they're very unsure if they want to try and win or not. And they're taking a exactly. very long time to decide. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, yeah, LaMelo's screwed. I'm sorry. He's screwed in Charlotte. Charlotte well, if you sucks. put LaMelo on a team with actual guys on it, he'd probably thrive so much. But I don't know if LaMelo is <laughs> yeah. really a winning – I don't know if he's a winning player yet. But we have yet to well, see. Because he's, he's in Charlotte. Because he's on the we Hornets. What do you, you know what I'm saying? Not this exactly the year uh, where spot. you get to see a little bit extra. They didn't have a massive the Hornets. They didn't land anybody, but they did. They got Frank. Miller. Frank the Tank. Nilakina. Oh, yes. Don't sleep. He can kick right. it out to him and have him shoot off the side of the backboard. No, the Hornets might be the worst team in the NBA this year, though. Charlotte. I, they're, they're in the running. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Think. Think. Name another team you think Sox, be dude. Like, I want Charlotte to be at least decent. They're due. I think Washington will be better than Charlotte. Washington's there. Toronto better. is maybe. Chicago. Maybe they suck. Chicago. I think Chicago is better than Charlotte still, though. We have this conversation every two weeks. I know. I know. I don't know. Uh, that, I just thought it was each time we like go through all the options, like we're discovering something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I just Chicago's gonna suck. Charlotte's just gonna be bad. Uh, but anyways, last thing, not technically Dame watch, um, but it's a Dame Ugh. trade idea, and I just thought it was interesting because it was on Bleach Report. This is from Andy Bailey of Bleach Report. Suggested a four-team trade. Now I'm gonna read it. It's a lot, and then we're gonna discuss. We don't have to go long on this. The Blazers I mean, get James the Sixers. <laughs> Because I forgot. Fuck off, buddy. Uh, the Blazers get James Harden expiring contract. Can be flipped later. Kyle Lowry's expiring contract. Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, 2028 first-round pick from Miami, a 2030 first-round pick from Miami, and a 2030 second-round pick from Chicago. The Heat get Dame Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, a 2029 second from Philadelphia, and a 2028 second from Chicago. Philadelphia gets Zach Levine, Tyler Hero, and a 2029 second-round pick from Portland. Uh, and Chicago gets Tobias Harris expiring deal. Caleb Martin, Keon Johnson, a 2029 first round pick swap with the 76ers and a 2030 first round pick from Philadelphia. I don't hate this for any team involved. The one issue is what can Portland get back for Harden? Because if they can get a couple more first for Harden or at least like a decent, okay. Package, that was my like, question. If they can get, if they can then go to the Clippers, right? Cause they could get a better deal from the Clippers than the Philadelphia can, because they don't need the players. They just want the picks. And if you're getting the Clippers, 2030, have picks. I think they can trade their furthest out. So I think they can trade like 2029, 20, 2030, 20, 30, 31 ish, like around that, um, around that, uh, year range. I'm going to go look right now just so I don't talk foolish, but yeah, they can, they can trade, I believe, and people can feel free to fact check me. They can trade 2028 and 2030 right now. Okay. Both of those freely. And if you're the Blazers, those are probably some pretty good picks for you because the Clippers probably ain't going to be too good then. And so if you can get even one of those and a pick swap for the Clippers in those years for Harden, this isn't a terrible deal for Dave because you're getting Hakez, you're getting Jovic, and then what? Four first round picks in a second? Like, that's not terrible. It's not what you got for Durant with two, like, quality players and four first-round picks. But at the same time, Dame's not Durant, right? And so maybe you take that, and then you also get a couple more players that you could flip, and maybe you can squeeze out, you know, a Brandon Boston or another guy you can develop, whatever. If you're the Heat, you get Dame, and you call it a day, right? That's what you wanted. Fun. If you're the Sixers, Levine, Hero, and a second-round pick for Harden, it's not bad. It's not, that's return. not bad at all. It is... A very weird lineup because then you're going to roll out Maxi, Hero, and Levine, and your defense is going to be hot garbage. Maybe you bring but, one of them off the bench. Yeah, maybe. And then if you're Chicago, this is a terrible return, but it might just be something you have to do because you're not going anywhere. 
realistically. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? They get off the Levine contract. Excellent. Good job, Chicago. <laughs> that, that's your thoughts. That's your thoughts yeah. on the trade. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what did they even give up? Yeah, I don't know. No, Is that for the rest of it? You don't care. Don't I? I don't care about Dame anymore. All right, fair enough. Um, and then, I don't think people care about Dame anymore. Honestly, they won't until he gets traded. Maybe, maybe they will. Again no, when he gets traded, traded it's going to be a conversation. But I, I don't really want to watch Miami sit there and play patty cake with Portland. All right, should we get into the rat list? Yes. All right, you want to get us off? stuff today. Lead us off. Yeah. Here. All right. Rat list. The Rhode Island Department of Transportation. Tra- rat list. The Rhode Island Department of Transportation. I'm not cutting that, by the way. We're Please staying cut in. that. No, absolutely not. Your 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 slip up will be in. <laughs> the people need to well, know. I started again. No, I don't care. We're keeping both. You're, <laughs> the people need to know. People can laugh and the people can, can enjoy the moment. Ratless with me. Jack for not taking out. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't tell you in the moment was because I had water in my mouth. But now we're going to live with the pause that you did and we're going to keep yeah. it in the video because it's funny. <laughs> the Rhode Island Department of Transportation doing construction on 95. Mm-hmm. When the sun's out, not only when the sun is out, but during the afternoon commute. I had multiple people in my life have their drive home extended by 40 minutes because they wanted to shut down the major highway in the state to two lanes from 3 p.m. on. Why? Yeah. Why? Why is this happening? I should never see a construction worker. I shouldn't see them. Mm -hmm. Unless I'm working at four in the morning, I shouldn't see them. (laughs) It's tough. You know why? Because everybody gets inconvenienced because of this. Why are there people doing work on the roads, shutting down the major highway to two lanes? It shouldn't happen. Unless it is a dire emergency, it should not happen. Yeah, no, bad. Agree. Construction might be the worst thing on the planet. It's up there. It's up there with the top tier rat lists of uh, everything. Uh, Rat list, my mom. Uh, We played mini golf. The other day, uh, we were on the Cape. We're playing mini golf. And my mom does this thing where when she hits the ball, she'll just walk up and hit it again. And so she doesn't have to deal with the consequences of other people hitting her ball out of the way. She just gets her stuff done before everyone else goes. There's no like real rat list. It's just like it's cheating. You're just you're just cheating in mini golf. You're you're not. Yeah, you're not taking your turn. Uh, Still lost, though. So do you do anything that's not golf related for fun? Hey, buddy, you know, we had a family event. We all went mini golfing. It was very fun. I don't need your shit. Who suggested mini golf? My mom likes mini okay. golf. You okay. Fuck. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Watch yourself. Liz is going to be mad at you. Fucking chill. Come on there, pal. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, when I have downtime, sometimes I will go to the casino. <clears throat> yeah. And I'll tell you who's on the rat list is the not the casino. They give me money. The uh, <laughs> people that play at the tables, but they play multiple hands. Mm so other people cannot play. It was very busy yesterday. And there are people just holding spots. The people at the table I was at weren't even playing. They were just telling people that they were going to play and then people wouldn't sit down. But anti Ratless, the guy sitting next to me, he was fired. The two of us were robbing the casino blind, just winning on every hand. It was crazy luck. It was an all-time casino performance for me. I'll tell you what, if you saw me, in the last 12 hours and you didn't rob me, then you missed your chance. 
<clears throat> tough. You should have held me at gunpoint and taken my <laughs> taken my wallet. I'm dying. Ratless, my cough. If you're listening on audio platforms, you don't see it or hear it because I try to mute usually. <clears throat> Whenever Sam's talking, I mute the mic, and all he sees is like me, like close to projectile mm. vomiting all over the place. Chat, do you guys have so any bad. advice for Jack on how to get rid of his cough? I need to go to the doctor. I need to get <laughs> out. It's so bad. <clears throat> it's been bad for weeks too. I hope the guy comes back and tells you why you're coughing again. Please tell me I'm fat in the comments. Just do it. Just end. My- uh ratless route 28 on the cape it is maybe my least favorite road to turn left on you're coming at a parking lot you're not leaving the parking lot for five minutes you just there's just no space there's nothing and also i am pro eking out a little bit and getting traffic and getting your spot don't eke out a little bit if you don't see a gap on the other side coming up just that you're a rat for that too you got to pick your spots because if you are eking out i saw somebody i was on the road they block traffic for over 60 seconds on one side before a gap came up on the other side. It's just, it's just a mess. Ratless route 28 in the Cape. It was, it was tragic. It was a tragic. I will. Experience. I hate when the people eke out, but I will say if it's traffic, they're not really preventing anybody from going anywhere. No. Cause the other side was flowing fine until they stopped it. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. That is. Terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Ratless Frank. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. Frank, Frank has just returned from Italy, my good friend Frank, Ooh. and he was gone for two weeks. Where in Italy? Rome, and then they went on okay. some cruise. Gotcha. So he has come back from Italy. I see Frank at the gym yesterday, talked to him for a minute. It's good to see him. I'd see him earlier in the week. I am at the coffee shop after the gym, and I receive a text message from Frank, and he says, Sorry, Sam. And it's just a picture of a positive COVID set, COVID test. I would like to know, Uh-oh. one, why you're going to the gym if you thought you had COVID. Two, why you're yeah, getting one. tested for COVID now. And three, why why are you getting tested? Like, I already said that, but, like, why? So does he have COVID? Yeah. Do you have COVID? No. Is Frank going to Baltimore well, the world with COVID? never know if I have COVID. But, Frank uh, is staying home tomorrow then, correct? He's he's home now recovering. Yeah, I don't think go Frank's outside. Playing. Good. Because if Frank was going, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, why are you going to the gym if you think you... What, Frank? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Apparently, that's... like, he went to the doctors and they made him take a test and then it came back positive. <clears throat> yeah, that's a rat list, Frank. I, he doesn't have symptoms. He, he didn't think he was going to have COVID. Okay. All right. Uh, actually, it's not right. true. No, 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 no. Because earlier in the week, this is a HIPAA violation, so bad. He, even though I'm not like an employee or a medical yeah. office, so I guess it doesn't really count. Yeah, fuck but him. it's kind of fucked. Uh, he was like, I, I can't go to this thing. I have a fever of 103. And he called <laughs> yeah, out so ratless. Yeah, so no. ratless, Frank, absolutely. Oof. Yeah, yeah, ratless. There we go. Uh, I'll ratless myself. Uh, we golfed on the Cape, and the last hole is a par three. And so it's short, but it's going into the clubhouse and I missed and I missed like 30 yards short of people. Right. But it was going in their direction. But we, so we called for everything. They looked, but it bounced off the cart path and hit their cart as they were driving. So I just nailed Did somebody's cart. <clears throat> no, but somebody yelled, I almost caught it. Uh, no. And so they that were like, been a better were... story if you just caused people to no. crash their golf cart. No, no. Luckily, no. I did also hit two houses, I think. Uh, it's not a great day of golf. Uh, although 
the second time I hit a house, it just was gone. The first time I hit a house, or at least we think I hit a house, we heard it, but then we found it in the rough, like next to the fairway. So we don't know if we thought it hit a house and it hit a tree or it literally bounced really off ricocheted. the house. Yeah, so far that it got back on the course. Um, it's going to be a tough not, place because I'd imagine if you're living near a golf course, it's a nice area. You have some sort of insurance. But the caveat is like you might get a golf ball. Yeah, they, they have to have some sort of insurance that covers that stuff if they live there, I assume. But, Just uh, get a big net. Yeah, not, not needless to say, did not play very well that day. Not not my best day mm-hmm. of golf. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got, I though. You got more rattles? I think I don't got anything else. We can we can wrap up there, though. We did, we did a good show. Lots of stuff <laughs> for you guys, but... Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very, very much. I'll throw how about them Celtics back on the screen. Well, Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got something else? Yeah. Ratlist at the casino yesterday. Uh, my friend and I are walking in. My friend Devin. And yeah. ahead of us is like this group of college kids. And one of the kids has. Do you remember when RJ Hunter's dad had like the, the foot injury or knee injury in the NCAA He's tournament? He's in a wheelchair. And right. he, he was in a wheelchair, but he had the he had the scooter where he had his yeah. knee. Yes. So the scooter, kid was on yes. one of those. Braun had and one so too, that mm-hmm. that whole group is like entering the casino and the security guy, I guess, like actually cards them. And this never happens. Like, oh, very rare. I got carded. I mean, look at me. But like, it's, it's very rare that even I get carded. Cards the whole group. And uh, kid with the scooter did not have his ID. So oh, the no. guy just sent him packing. He turned the uh, kid with like the inability to walk back. Now, like I almost said to the guys, like you're going to give him a break. <laughs> he got himself <laughs> out of bed and brought himself to the casino. Probably to give you money. And you're not going to let him go in. Did the He's rest of the friends up. leave with him? I think one kid stay? left with him. Okay. Okay. That's tough. So are you rat listing the guy or the security guard? The security guard. Just okay, okay, the kids. Okay. I felt bad for him. I was like, shit. Like, I also don't know how you go there without your ID. Like, it's kind yeah, of that's, like a, that's just dumb. should bring You're your ID dumb. thing. Oof. Mm-hmm. He, like, tried to give him a student day. ID. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. He probably was 21, too, if he's giving him a student you ID. You only have to be 18. Oh, yeah, even worse. Yeah, tough. Yeah. Bad luck no, no, no. Like he, he definitely was old enough. That's, like, the messed up part. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky. Very tough. Very tough. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry to the scooter kid on the casino uh, or at the casino, I should say. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for getting us to 1.13 K subs. Mm-hmm. We're, we're on a roll this summer. Um, thank you for helping us uh, grow the channel. We're, we're giving you the daily content and we're, we're, the love we're receiving back is very fun. Uh, 1,131 others. Subscribe. Join them. Mm. Hit that sub button. Leave us five stars. Uh, on Apple and Spotify, please. And leave a comment on YouTube. We've been getting, let me read this off. Uh, on today's video, we already have 12 comments and it's halfway through the day, uh, or I guess more than halfway through the day, but whatever. Um, 32, the 18, video has not 36. been up for more than half a day. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. That's, that's the way to phrase it. But then 32 comments, 18 comments, 36, 48, 8, 23, or the, and yeah, yeah. So like, Lots of comments in every video. I love reading them. I love liking them. I love seeing how you guys are interacting with each other and having conversations. Um, so we appreciate it. Thank you for for building the community, which is a weird. Is there thing anything you want to see? Have. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Comment. We it's, read them. So it's if, August. If you would like to ask us questions or, or have anything like that be on the show, all you have to do is leave a comment. Thank you all for tuning in. And all that. Sam, take us out.
Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube. Make sure you join 1,131 others and subscribe to the channel. We have had a ton of people do that, so get in on the trend. You don't want to miss out. Hit the notification bell, too, so you don't miss any of our daily uploads. We've been putting in the work this summer, so don't miss any of it, keeping you occupied as we count down the days till preseason. Probably like 63, if I had to guess, till the preseason. Um, on top of that, you can find us on Spotify and Apple. Make sure you leave a follow, a nice five-star review, and a nice review, and say nice things about us there. Save the mean stuff for YouTube. You can find the socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Facebook page is just the name of the podcast. You can find any shorts there. I'm sure they're going to be going up this week. We recorded a bunch, and Jack is now back in the home setup, so it's easy to actually work on them. You had the brutal Wi-Fi in the Cape. It was tough. It's tough. You can follow Jack, though, at Jacksman NBA on Twitter, and you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Check, Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko. Jacko.